0: It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. We are going to be talking about today... Handing over responsibilities to our children and how we can start scaffolding that at kind of earlier ages than I think we might traditionally believe we can. And some of those responsibilities include shower time, bedtime, homework, making appointments, paying for things, ordering at a restaurant, making food. All of these things, we really want to help our kids learn how to do so they can be self-sufficient adults. We don't want our kids to call us from college and say, what's my social security number? What's our address? Uh, How do I make mac and cheese? We really want to instill this idea of self-sufficiency. And I really want to focus Particularly today, on the ones that I think are really sticky, also parenting situations for us the shower time, the bedtime, the homework. Those three can be places where we get really tight. We have to get the kids' homework done. And if they don't get it done, then the whole world is going to end. And we use control and we use threats and we use bribes and we get into lots of kerfuffles around homework. The same can be said for shower and bath time and bedtime. And I think if we can start to give these responsibilities over to our children at earlier ages, we can ease our parenting, uh, the control that we think we need or ease our conflict with our kids because often these are places where we have lots of conflict because we get very tight around bedtime too. Got to get the kids to bed and there has to be a certain routine and they have to be in bed by 8, 15. And if they're not, then, you know, we get really upset. But as our kids get a little bit older, eight, nine, double digits, 10, 11, certainly by 12 and 13, we can really hand some of this stuff over to them. I like to hand the homework stuff over kind of right away. Now, that doesn't mean I just say here. Do your homework. You're on your own. I'm not helping you. There has to be scaffolding. We have to have some systems in place that help our children learn. So with homework, I would say, okay, when we get home from school, I would say to my kids, when do you want to do your homework? Do you have homework? When do you want to do it? What is your plan to get your homework done? You could start this as early as the first day they ever get homework. It's a very simple question and it starts putting the onus on them. When can they do their homework? When should they start thinking about time management? Okay, honey, do you want to do your homework before dinner or after dinner? Do you want to do it right before bath time? Why don't you pick when you want to do it? And then I'll remind you. And so you have the reminder, okay, this is when you picked to do your homework. Why don't you get it out? I'm always here to help you. If it's a huge fight, can we allow the child to fail? Can we allow the child to You know, really say, I don't want to do my homework. And can you say, okay, you don't have to do your homework. You really don't. But let me tell you, how do you feel about going into your classroom tomorrow? And when your teacher asks you for your homework, are you okay with telling her or him that you don't have it? How does that feel? So now we're scaffolding this whole experience for our child. If it feels okay for you, then you should go ahead and try that and allow them to walk into school without their homework and to tell their teacher, I don't have it. If your child really doesn't care after day in and day out and you have weeks and weeks of them not doing their homework, we need to look deeper about what's going on at school. Where's the disconnect with the teacher? What's going on with this child? Is the work too easy? Is it too hard? Are they having difficulty? Is this not the school for them? There's a deeper discussion to have around the homework. But I think in probably 90% of the cases where we try this, kids might mess up a few times and not turn in their homework, but as a whole, they figure it out. They figure out that they don't want to walk into school every day and say, I don't have my work done. And they figure out how to do it. And we help them get there. I'm here to help you. If you have questions, I'm here to be with you if you're with your homework, if you need it. But we really are placing the onus on them. Have you been dying to get one of your parenting questions answered? You're in luck. I just began offering an Instagram subscription. We have a private daily chat where I help parents navigate the stickiness of connected parenting. I post videos to help folks further understand the ideas of connection. And I go live once a week answering everyone's parenting questions. It's only $4.99 a month and you can cancel anytime. Head over to the Peace and Parenting IG page and click the subscriptions button on the main page to join today. I can't wait to see you there. Okay, let's talk about shower and bath time. When kids are really little, of course, we're going to have to ask them to bathe. But as they get a little bit older and they're able to bathe themselves, can we say to them, do you feel dirty? Are you ready for a shower? Do you want to take a shower today? When would you like to take that shower or bath? Is it before dinner, after dinner? Is it before bed? Do you not feel like taking a shower today? And would you rather take one tomorrow? And over time, can we scaffold this experience where we're really giving them the responsibility of taking the shower. I know for my little one, she really didn't want to take a shower. And I wish I would have started this a lot earlier. I wish I would have started it at like seven or eight. I think I started with her around nine or 10, but I was sick of fighting her about the shower because she was so just didn't like it, didn't want to be told what to do. And it felt felt like control. So I just said to her, fine, Pia, honey, you can decide when you want to take a shower." I don't need to tell you anymore. You decide when you're dirty, you decide when you when you think you've had enough. That child spent at least a week or maybe a week and a half without taking a shower. Her hair was totally stuck to her head. She was greasy, she was smelly, but I let it go because I wanted her to find her line. What is too dirty? And when am I going to actually take the shower? And it was actually an experiment. I was like, let's see how far, how far she'll take this. But she got it. So after a week or 10 days, she took a shower. And then it was like more like six days before she took her next shower. And then she stuck in that kind of weekly thing for a little while, which was kind of icky before she started figuring it out. Her learning curve was a little bit deep, but she got there. And now, after that i never really had to worry about her showering because i gave her the responsibility of the shower we can say the same thing for bedtime you know of course sleep is important and i oftentimes when i say to parents like we should really reevaluate bedtime and and you know how we're doing it and really give some responsibility to the kids immediately parents will like they need 10 hours of sleep yes 100% kids need sleep but are you going to fight and struggle and cajole and threaten and bribe and yell to get your kid into bed and is sleep more important than the connection that you have with your kid or can we have both when they're really little yes we have to get them to sleep that's really important but as they get older can we start to give them some responsibility around their bedtime do you feel tired when do you think you want to go to bed How many hours of sleep do you think a person needs? Should we look it up on the internet? What do you think is important for healthy sleep? So can you start to scaffold this for your child at seven, at eight, at nine, at 10, so that they can start taking responsibility for their own bedtime and you don't have to damage your relationship by arguing and controlling and threatening and bribing and yelling to get your child to bed? So there's a good opportunity to one, teach them how to have good sleep habits and sleep hygiene and regular personal hygiene, and also to let go of this control piece to where you're not having so much conflict around these things with them. So it really is a win-win. Now, am I just saying, let them go to bed whenever they want, let them do their homework whenever they want, let them do whatever they want. Not necessarily. I'm saying be there to scaffold it for them. You seem really tired today. What time did you go to bed? Ah, you went to bed at 1030. That's late. What time are you going to go to bed tonight? Oh, you're going to go to bed a little bit early. So these were the conversations that P and I had because this child also, she doesn't want to go to sleep. It's interesting because Esme is my big personality, you know, strong-willed child that kid will go to bed at 8.30, no matter what, just on her own. That's just the way she is. She knows she needs to sleep and she goes to bed. My quiet, more compliant child doesn't want to shower, doesn't want to go to bed, doesn't want to turn her electronics off. She exerts her control that way. So it's you never know what you're going to get or who you're going to get. But I think it is all worth giving the responsibility to her kids. The same can be for you know, make as they get older, making appointments. I really have the girls make their own dentist appointment. Call Dr. Kramer, tell her that you have, you know, you need to get your teeth cleaned. You have your own schedule. You can figure it out. Here are some days I think that are good. Here's what you say when you call. Esme's had a really hard time with that. She hasn't wanted to do it at all. It's been very scary for her. Whereas Pia will call her to get her hair cut. She will call to have a doctor's appointment. She will make her own orthodontist appointments. She's really already there. Whereas me, my oldest really needs help around it and really gets embarrassed. Can you have them start paying for things? Can you go into the store and you give them the credit card and they pay for it? You give them the money and they pay for it and they have to interact with the cashier. Can you give them opportunities to learn how to be an adult and how does it make them feel? It makes them feel powerful and strong and able. And what we want to do is create these abilities in our children through experience. We can't just tell them, oh, well, when you go up to the counter, you say X, Y, and Z. Let them experience it. Let them do it. It's true for ordering for yourself at a restaurant, too. I've always had the kids order at an early age. Okay, tell the waiter what you want. And sometimes they'll be really shy and they won't want to. And you can scaffold You can say, oh, well, I think you said you wanted the chicken, right? What did you want with it? And they'll say, oh, I wanted the potatoes. Okay, great. We'll tell them that you wanted the potatoes and you can kind of help them advocate for themselves, help them order for themselves, help them become adults. And this is really great, amazing skills we can give to our kids at earlier ages than we think. So really think about the ways in which and the places where you can give responsibility to your children and you can take those responsibilities off of your plate because now you're going to have a child who's self-sufficient and your parenting's actually going to get so much easier. Does it mean your are hands off and that you don't help at all? No, it's not passive parenting. It's connective parenting. How can I use connection? How can I use probing questions? How can I lead them? How can I scaffold and how can I help them? And how can I always be there when they fail? So like when the kid comes home and they say, Mom, someone said I smelled. You could say, ooh, that hurts. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. I'm sorry. That happened. I understand. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't feel good. Oh, okay. Do you think there's a way in which you can fix that? Yeah, I can take a shower. Great. Okay. Now we're asking probing questions and we're there for them when 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 they're having a hard time, we're empathic. Mom, my teacher got so mad at me because I didn't turn in my homework. Oh man, you didn't turn in your homework. Well, I understand why the teacher was upset. Do you? Okay. Well, that must've been really hard for you. Must've been a really tough spot to be and to be at school and embarrassed because you didn't have your homework. Can you empathize with them instead of saying, well, I told you so. You should have done your homework. I told you you had to do it at 4.30 and you said you didn't want to. Instead of rubbing it in their face, instead of telling them why they're wrong, you can be supportive. You can be there and be empathic. So this type of parenting isn't saying like, oh, here, just do everything on your own. It's saying here, let me help you do these things if you fail because you didn't take my help. I'm still going to be there with for you unconditionally, and I'm going to understand. And I'm going to say, yeah, you screwed up, but I'm right here, and I get it, and I understand. I'm going to still help you next time, and I'm not going to shame you because you did. Okay. That's it for the Peace and Parenting podcast. I hope you can find some little nuggets in here and you can hand over some responsibilities to your kids, get them on their plate and get them off of yours. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't left a review or rating, I would really appreciate it. It really keeps the Peace and Parenting podcast going. Okay, I'll see you next time on the Peace and Parenting podcast. Thanks.